0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India versus England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart, Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best
0: team win. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Match Daily. Delighted to say I'm joined by Raj and Rito today to look ahead to tomorrow's action. The game gets underway at 9am in the UK. It's uh, 1.30, 2.30 in India, Rito? 2.30 in the afternoon. 2.30 in the afternoon in India. So not long to wait until we get that third Test Match. It seems to have been quite a distance, doesn't it, between the second and the third Test Match? I don't know if it's because I've just been looking forward to it, Rito, but it's good it's coming around again.
2: Yes, of course. India coming back on, be back of such a dominant victory in the second test in Chennai. And this is where England's opportunity really lies. They have been looking forward to this pink ball test since they got on that flight from Heathrow, really, on that tour of Sri Lanka. So this is where England's opportunity lies to go take the lead in this series once again.
0: There is a possibility, Rita, this pink ball could swing and it could do all kinds of damage. But India have got good swing bowlers too. And do you think there's too much being made of the fact that it's a pink ball? Because a pink ball can actually do nothing at all.
2: I think both the teams have things to worry about, uh, this pink ball. Remember the last time England played a day-night test match in Auckland, they were bowled out for 58 by Dren Bold and company. And India, more recently in Adelaide, were bowled out for 36. So both the teams have issues to... Uh, address but still I don't know how this SG pink ball will behave. Last year they have played only one test match against Bangladesh in Kolkata last year and Bangladesh's batting quality isn't of the highest order so it was easy going for India then but still I I would be watching this test match very keenly
0: We'll talk a bit about the SG pink ball in just a second but Raj that 36 all out at Adelaide, how close to the memory of some of those Indian players will that be do you think? I think they'll not have any memories of the Adelaide test going ahead in this test. Oh, Raj, 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 they will. They will.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Knowing this team, you know they would uh, let the bygones be bygones. They'll have the attitude like that, and they would want to put aside the Adelaide test and move forward with this ping ball test. Uh, and we all know that the ping ball, especially the SG ping ball, has that extra bit of lacquer coating and pigment over it than a regular Kokubura ping ball. The last time India played a ping ball test against Bangladesh, like, like Rito mentioned at the Eden Gardens, the pink ball went bananas. So although Kolkata is a lot, lot different surface than the Motera view. Would assume you know the indian fielders and the batters especially that game felt that the ping ball hit their bats and hands a lot harder than the usual sg red cherry i don't think you know adelaide will be in their mind at all you know they would be looking uh forward to the series to make let, sure that, let you me know, be, they
0: have the momentum let me be mischievous raj and say if they suddenly 21 for 4 Do you think Adelaide comes into their mind there? Or do you think in some way being 36 all out in Adelaide maybe gives them a little bit of a foundation to maybe be a bit more careful this time? Absolutely. You know, at the time of Adelaide Adelaide also, if, if I had done a
1: podcast at the time of Adelaide, I would have said that, you know, such defeats, you know, come as a blessing so Adelaide or uh, such defeats you know definitely you know knocks you a little more harder and then you come back more prepared and more cautious but I don't think you know Adelaide will be fresh in their minds but what will be fresh in their minds is if you know if they have 21 for four early then you know Chennai the first test would be fresh in their minds and you know if India win the toss and India get off to a good start then you know again the second test would be in the minds of the Englishmen
0: so so this is a really fascinating contest and um, I'm really looking forward to it Kartik Krishnaswamy did a really nice piece on um, Crick Info about what can we expect from the pink ball at Matera. And I'm going to steal from him because I am not an expert on how balls are made. But the SG pink ball, the difference between the red ball and the pink ball is the red ball gets a dye and then it's coated. And that's basically it with the the red ball. With the pink ball, there are multiple layers of pigment added and then it gets quite an extra layer of lacquer. And as Raj was saying there, you know, in 2019... A few of the fielders said it, helped, it felt harder in their hands. It got hit harder at them, it felt. And a lot of the batsmen felt it was heavier on the bat. And that's the difference. This is the unknown a little bit. Because so they will have tinkered with that ball a little bit, Rito, probably since 2019 as well. Because this is the first time injury have played a pink ball test since then. So it, it remains to be seen how much this ball, how long it lasts for. Um, it, it was said in 2019, the seam has got so much from the ball because the groundsman left quite a thick layer of grass on the on the wicket so therefore it was cushioned a little bit it wasn't hitting an abrasive surface and, and being damaged and even then um it still had to be changed in India's uh, only innings of that match so it's, it's, it's very much an unknown quantity this test isn't it Rita?
2: Yes of course but the test against Bangladesh at Eden Gardens, since Lord of Ganguly took over as the chairman of the Cricket Association of Bengal, they relayed that pitch and it, and it has a bit of carry for the seamers. I don't know how this material pitch will play with a ping ball, but as we all know, the ping ball probably needs a bit of grass to last the ATO, otherwise, it goes very soft very quickly. So, looking at the latest images of the pitch from Brian Murgatroyd, it looks like they have shaved it completely. and. Again, not too dissimilar from the second test. So it will be interesting how that uh, ball holds up.
0: And one thing that players say, Raj, sometimes with this pink ball is if when it does get roughed up a little bit, it loses its pinkness. It goes a little bit more brown and then and then it becomes harder to pick up by some batsmen and some some fielders. Um, Chetiswa Pajara apparently said after the 2019 game that he found the ball quite hard to pick up. So if it is an abrasive surface, if they have shaved it, because I think in 2019 there was six millimetres of grass left on top and that. As I say, kind of like acted as a little bit of a carpet for this ball and made it uh, looked after the ball a little bit. If it is more abrasive this time around and it goes browner quicker, we may see more drop catches. We may see batsmen losing the ball. We may see fielders losing the ball.
1: Absolutely. You know, they found it very difficult to spot the ball last time under the twilight. Um, and it's going to be similar case this time around also if you know the ball softens after say 50 hours and they are not able to spot the ball you know that's why you know they, the teams are also in an interesting dilemma to whether uh, you know what 11 or what approach they should go with this test you know there were a lot of talks and chats about you Kundip know, Yadav being preferred in this test because since he's a Chinaman and a wrist spinner and it's very difficult to spot a wrist spinner of how his wrist moves under twilight and it's very difficult to spot a pink ball. So that's why you know these are interesting combinations and theories which we are reading and a lot of unknowns a lot of variables going forward in this test and it's going to be an exciting watch. Okay.
0: crickets a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures my friends at manscape.com help oh, you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy make sure everything's in the right order oh feeling all good now down in this set oh manscape.com Rito, this ground in Ahmedabad, it can, it's considered to be a bit similar to one in Dubai because the, the floodlights aren't on poles. They are in, in the kind of roof of the stadium. It's like a ring of fire, it's been described as. And that, that can lead to visibility problems in, in, in sort of later on in, in the day when the, the light's fading a little bit and the lights kick in because the lights are a little bit lower, aren't they? And therefore, it can come into the visibility of the, you know, with the players out there.
2: Yes, it can play a part, but not as much as with it does with the white ball. With the ball being a pink in color, the players should be able to pick it up. But in Twilight, we have seen players lose the ball when catches go up. They just seem to drop it sometimes. As they, as Raj mentioned, that it probably comes a bit harder at them. So we have seen all sorts of things happening.
0: It's going to be interesting, isn't it, Rita? Because, I mean, I've seen a few pink ball matches live, mainly MCC games out in Abu Dhabi, champion County games. But I'm not colorblind, And I actually found it quite hard from, um, obviously, beyond the boundary to actually see the ball going across the outfield at times. You can follow the red ball travelling across the grass. I lose the pink ball, so I can understand why, how fielders do
2: yeah even chris rogers who was actually colorblind said he couldn't pick up the ping ball so MCC and the ball manufacturers has been looking into this aspect to make it more visible to the spectators and the players. And I'm sure this variant of this pink colour is more visible to the players.
0: Raj, um, another thing that Karthik mentions in this uh, this article that he's written, I'd recommend this. I, I stuck it on the at cricket underscore badge Twitter feed. If you scroll down that, you'll be able to find it, listeners. But is the dew factor and how dew might play a role in this material test match? Because um, if it comes in that final session, that can have an impact, can't it? Because... That twilight period in that final session is expected to swing. But if there's a load of dew on the ground, the ball gets wet, then it'll go straight as a die. It won't swing and you won't get reverse swing. You won't get a traditional swing either. And it can um, actually be in favor of the batsman then. If the ball comes onto the bat without any swing, obviously it becomes a lot easier prospect for whoever's batting at the time.
1: Yeah, this is the most bizarre series that I've witnessed over the years. The first test, you know, we kept talking about how crucial the toss is going to be. The second test, you know, we were talking a lot about the pitch. Now on the third, you know, we are talking about the pitch. We are talking about dew. We are talking about the pink ball. We are talking about red ball. You know, We are talking about a lot of factors going on to the series. And, you know, both teams are 1-1. One, one, so that's the most exciting part. Uh, so many more variables with the day, night and the pink ball test. You know, will, will there be dew after the second session? As traditionally in the white ball games, Amdham is known to have a lot of dew, especially in ODI cricket. I think, you know, if Due kicks in, say in the second part of the session or towards the end of the session, you know, dew is going to play the most important factor. And whichever team, you know, gets the right selection is going to have an upper hand because, you know, both the teams are in a dilemma, you know, if they have to pick an extra spinner or if they have to pick an extra seamer. So, you know, these are, you know, all a lot of variables which makes this test all the more exciting.
0: The the dew factor there, Rito, yeah, a lot of people are going to be watching that final session with interest, aren't they, to see if the ball, especially on day one, to see if the ball does start to hoop about a bit. But if the ball gets wet, then that's not going to happen. Yeah, it could become very batsman friendly. And the thing that intrigues me, as Raj just says there, with the, the unknown quantities of this test match, is we could get 36 all out, plays 43 all out, plays 56 all out, plays 22 all out. Or we could get 550 plays Five hundred and twenty-five. Couldn't we? Either is possible. Obviously, they're extremes, but you know there could be a load of runs or there could be a load of wickets. We we have no idea.
2: Yeah, we don't have a lot of idea. But reading Ben Stokes' column for the Daily Mirror, he says that the England bowlers are licking their lips at this prospect of bowling in the stick
0: Come in there because I've read I've read this a lot, and and a lot of England fans are going down that route of oh, we're licking Alex. We want to see that ball swing. Well, of course you do want to. As I say, there's no guarantee, and if you put all of your eggs in that basket in terms of selection. It, it's a big gamble, isn't it?
2: Yeah, of course, it's a big gamble. Say England are defending a target in the, on the fifth day, and, which is turning square, and they have only Jack Leach. So it's a big gamble. But England have predetermined plans, as we have seen all throughout this, four test matches of Sri Lanka and India. And they will probably stick to them at Smith, Joe Root, and Priscilla Wood. they When they set out for Sri Lanka and India, they had these plans and they will stick to them.
0: I've said this before on this podcast, Raj, but I'll repeat it again because obviously we're on the eve of this test now. But do you think it's more sensible? I mean, obviously they're going to look at the pitch. They're going to try and make an educated guess as to what the conditions are going to be. But do you think it's more sensible just to go in with a balanced team where you've got a few swing bowlers, but you've got two spinners and you get every base covered? So whatever happens, you've got the personnel to cope with it rather than... potentially gamble and play four seamers and one spinner and uh, and then live to regret that
1: no i think it's better to play a balanced team rather than you know going for a gamble but like i said you know both the teams will be in a bit of dilemma here with respect to their selection umesh yadav is back for india you know he has godly figures in these conditions since 2018. do you play umesh directly we don't know we have to wait and see bumra walks into the side automatically but at whose place you know siraj has been excellent so far Umesh stats have been brilliant in Indian conditions when the ball reverses and skids through the surface so you know Umesh also has a strong candidature for selection Kuldeep is most likely to be dropped but would you prefer a third spinner if the you know if uh, this uh, pitch turns to be a ranked turner and especially a Chinaman who's very hard to pick under lights. So would you go for Kuldeep? Would you go with Hardik Pandey as an extra batter for Aksar Patel and ask him to bowl a few overs like Stokes and just go with Ashwin as your lone spinner? So these are a lot of combinations and, you know, permutations that, you know, the Indian team needs to think. But going by your question, you know, it's better to go with a balanced team to cope with you know, any kind of surface rather than, you know, taking a punt on just going with spin options or only seam options.
0: The balance team thing seems to be the right idea for me, Rito, because even if there is that little window of twilight where it does swing, for the rest of the day, you're going to have to, you know, potentially it could be very batsman friendly and you might need spinners to soak up the overs. You can't you can't just throw all your eggs in one, one route, can you hear? Because the propensity for it to actually swing around might just be for that half an hour window in twilight.
2: Yeah, of course, that's where the dilemma lies for England most, I think. Say, Rishabh Pant is going after Jack Leach in the afternoon session and there is no Dom Best to shut, shut up shop at the other end, so... How will Joe Root set out his tactics in this Test match? If it, we all, we, they are probably looking forward to that twilight session when the ball will swing with Jimmy Anderson bowling from one end and the other seamer. From uh, until then, they have to defend with the ball in hand. So, how will Joe Root set out his fields?
0: Uh, and the thing is, so generally speaking, in India, pitches turn. Regardless of that, whether there's any swing there or not, that pitch will turn probably more as it goes on as well. So like you say, you get to the day five, day four, day five, and you're trying to defend a total of 250. You possibly need two or three spinners in your attack there. Maybe the seam and the, the swing goes out of the equation then because the pitch might be doing what the second test in Chennai did.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Not only the pitches in India, James. The pitches everywhere. When it gets to the day four and day five, it turns. It Absolutely, it, it, it yeah. Keeps yeah. Slow. yeah. It keeps slow. So that's where Joe Root has to play his card a bit cautiously. You know, he can't put all the eggs in that basket of fast bowling attack. As I said, if the pitch turns on the fourth and fifth day and they're, say, defending a target of 270, 280, and Rishabh we'll is going after Jack Leach, who will get, who will bowl at him defensively? That's well, what Joe Root has to think
0: about. So, so some of the uh, sort of strategies I've seen on, on Twitter have been Jack Leach plays his humane spinner, Joe Root plays as the second spinner. Now, Joe Root is a good spinner. I think he's underestimated as as a spinner. His off spin's better than people give him credit for. But is he test class? Is he front line? Is he somebody that can play that second spin role in a five-day test match in India? Especially when you're asking him to captain and you're also asking him to score 200 to try and keep you in the game. It's asking a lot of him, isn't it?
2: Yeah, of course you are asking a lot of Jorud, but what message does it send to Dom Best now then? If your captain is playing as a second spinner, as the off-spinner, then why is he, after taking a four-wicket haul in the first innings of the Chennai test, why is he with the team then? What happens to his confidence with picking Moeen Ali over him in the second test and now the captain is bowling as the second spinner in the team?
0: Elvis Presley once said, we're caught in a trap. We can't get out, but we might be able to soon. Hopefully COVID-19 will be behind us and we can get back on the cricket pitch this summer. And you need to make it count. BlackRatCricket.com They have an original range, a rodent range, a little rat range. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count. BlackRatCricket.com Join the infestation. Raj, I've seen uh, people say, I mean, you hinted hinted at it a few minutes ago, but Bumra comes straight back into the side, probably at the expense of Kuldeep. And then Mohamed Siraj might get replaced by Yadav. Um, I mean, Mohamed Siraj would be unlucky in that situation because we've seen him a few times in the IPL when the conditions have been swingy in those first two or three overs. He's He's taken wickets, hasn't he? Yeah, Siraj has been excellent so far and he'll be the unlucky one to miss out if Umesh
1: uh, comes back to the side. But, you, you know, Umesh Yadav is equally potent and, you know, he's he's had godly figures in India since 2018, like I mentioned before. And Umesh also, you know, does the ball talk, or makes the ball talk a lot uh, in swinging conditions. Interestingly, you know, Siraj and Umesh both played for the Royal Challengers Bangalore and both had similar roles. You know, they used to bowl up straight, are four overs inside the power play and try to make the ball swing so I think it's an okay replacement from Siraj to Umesh in fact it's an upgrade I would say so Umesh is the likely guy to replace
0: Siraj Bigger picture Rito is that we're one apiece with two games to go I mean England would have taken that I think at the start of this series because you know, some people weren't giving them a prayer in terms of winning a single Test match. They won the first Test match, obviously lost the second one. But yeah, you know, going into the pink ball, third ball, third game of the series, which is what people were saying at the start, of it might be England's best chance. England will take one all at this stage, won't
2: they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at the start of the series, a lot of people were saying it's going to be a whitewash for India. So for for England to keep the series alive uh, till this point, not to be too kneel down and having a chance to go ahead in the series once again at the third test match. So it's a big opportunity for them if they play well. They need to play their cards cautiously. uh, And I hope that they are not just talking about about far too excited about the green pitch and swing bowling rather than play the conditions accordingly and they will have a chance.
0: Final point for you, Raj, as well. The the Indian captain, obviously buoyed by winning that second test match, takes a little bit of pressure off his shoulders, doesn't it? But, He'll want to continue in the same vein and try and take a 2-1 lead and and the World Test Championship and everything else that comes with that. But he hasn't scored 100 for, was it 14 matches, 12 matches, something like that. It's been a long time for him since he scored a Test match century. He played well in the second innings, I think, in Chennai, but he'll be wanting to get three figures and get get his batting back up and running at full flow, won't he? Definitely, you know, he has had almost, I think, six fifties
1: in the last six test matches or seven test matches that he played. But, you know, the kind of figures or the kind of standards that he has set for himself, ridiculous standards, you know, that's why, you know, it gives a sense of feeling to the fans that maybe, you know, he's a little out of form. But uh, that's not the case. You know, he's getting the runs and, you know, he's hungry as ever. It's just a matter of time that, you know, he gets uh, the magical three figures. And, you know, as an Indian fan, we would just hope
0: that, you know, he gets those three figures in this test I said that was your final question I'm going to cheat and bring another one in you mentioned fans there potentially sort of 50-55,000 in that ground I think we saw in the second test in Chennai having the home support in there it got Virat Kohli going didn't it he got them going they got him going and uh, the Indians thrived on having that support it's going to be no different in this ground is it and uh, 55,000 in that massive stadium that's going to sound quite big isn't it
1: absolutely you know there are some players you know who enjoy crowd support and some players who are very timid and reserved. Uh, but Virat Kohli is that sort of a personality, you know, who enjoys crowd support. You know, who is a crowd player, who plays for the crowd, who plays for the passion of the game. And you know, that's why, you know, he at Chennai Test, you know, you could see that Virat was riled up, and you know, he was completely a different player. You know, he would like to carry that in the third test, and with crowd support and with 55,000 people buzzing inside the stadium. You know, I've been to a lot of stadiums in India, and the capacity of these stadiums are close to say 25, 30,000. The small stadium especially at the one-k-day stadium you know it is 33,000 and it is deafening you know you might want to visualize you know how Motera would stand like you know with 55,000 people and you know post-covid times 110,000 is going to be absolutely electrific and crowd you know definitely rise up with the team and you know Kohli would hope that you know there is crowd support and he would enjoy this test.
0: Ishan Sharma's 100th test match as well. So that's something to look forward to. We saw Gerrute experiencing his 100th test match. Saw how well he did in that first test. So if Ishan Sharma goes down the same line, he's going to enjoy himself over the next few days. Uh, Rito, the the fan thing, I mean, England, the players that have played in India before are used to the the noise, but there's quite a few in that England side that haven't played in front of Indian crowds before. It's going to be pretty noisy for them. But I suppose their their job is to get off to a good start and to try and quieten them down a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, But a lot of the senior players of this England side have played in the IP land. They have experienced this kind of mad crowds. But still, for the young ones coming in, they haven't probably ever played in front of 50,000 people. So it going, it's going to be a lifetime experience for them. And it will get them better. As Kevin Peterson mentioned, that if the first time he played for England in South Africa, the... To, Noise in Bullring was just deafening and that was the worst thing that could have happened to him. And so he got better with it. And so hopefully this England young players will get better with, over time.
0: That is possibly a reason to bring Johnny Bairstow in at three. He might be the right reason anyway, but obviously having played for Sunrises, he's played in some of the biggest stadiums in India with that noise and with that pressure. He's used to that stage. He's not a bad person to come in at three for England, is he?
2: Not at all, James. We're looking to stabilise them when, in, say, England lose a early wicket. He can take take those and he has a point to prove, I think, after being sent home uh, after those two test matches in Sri Lanka. So he will be up for it in this test match. Hopefully he will score a 100 from England' perspective.
0: Coming in, guys, cards on the table are the hardest test match of the lot to predict, really, because we have no idea what's going to happen. Raj, are you going with India to win this game? Definitely, heart says India, but uh, mine says England because, you know, before the
1: series started, you know, it was the best chance of England to win the pinball test with Broad Anderson and Archer coming back. Uh, You know, it's going to be a fascinating watch. If the ball swings, you know, England start favourites. If the ball turns, you know, India start favourites. But I would be hoping that, you know, India wins this test match.
0: Rito, you may have an Indian name, but you're supporting England in this series. Are you going with the English tourists? All my body parts are saying England, James. Don't want it to be too graphic, Rito. Just keep your body parts to yourself.
2: Yeah. oh, This is England's (laughs) best chance, James. So it must be England for starters' favourite.
0: Well, there's no surprise there. Rito, our England fan, is going with England. Raj, our Indian fan, well, his heart's telling him India. His head's actually telling him England. So I guess we're kind of verging towards England there in terms of our last preview. Before the Test match, it's going to be really interesting to see how this game goes because there are, there's nobody out there, any pundit that's telling you they know how this game is going to go is telling you porkies because they don't know because it's uh, there's a lot of unknowns that we're going to find out over those first days, those first two days. The toss maybe isn't as important as some people imagine in this one because those twilight periods, it's a look at the draw, who's batting at that stage? and how that affects the game so going to be fascinating this pink ball test match over hopefully five days and we'll get plenty of entertainment out of this fantastic new ground in Ahmedabad Raj and Rito thank you very much indeed for joining me today it's always a pleasure to have you two guys on and thank you everybody for listening um, Third test match it's about to get underway we'll be back tomorrow with our reflections on day number one from Ahmedabad I'm James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you then Thanks for listening. We will be back every
1: day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.